Peace, everyone. Jazz the medium here. Jasmine, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Today is February 28th, and this is my journal entry. So I decided to happy birthday to all the Pisces out there. Um, I decided that I would do a story time today um, based upon my kids, my daughter's father, who is a Pisces. His birthday was Saturday. Um, if he listens, happy birthday to you. Um, and it came to my attention because my friend kind of reminded me that his birthday was awfully close to someone else's birthday that I'm aware of. Um, and I was like, you know what, let me do a story time because the situations were very similar. My reaction to the situations were kind of similar emotionally, whatever. So I will say this before I get started, just a disclaimer. This story that I'm telling is from my perspective. I can't speak from his perspective, but he, if he has a perspective on how he sees things, that's fine. I can only speak from my perspective and my feelings, how I felt at that time. I'm just going to go ahead and get that out here now before I tell my side of the story from my eyes, how I view things and how I responded emotionally. Okay. So I met him. We'll call him B. I met B years ago. I was still a senior in high school. I had a kid already. Um, you know, I had my son and he was very welcoming to that. He was just a little bit, he was just a, a few months older than me. We we're born same year. Um, his family was very open to me having a son at such a young age. They love my son. He has a great family. Um, his mom was great. He has several brothers that was great. And we hit it off really well. He took me to my senior prom. He was present at my graduation. We were just, we were good. It was a, we had a great connection. Like even shortly after we met, he was like, you know what? I want to marry you. He had asked me to marry him, but after talking to his mom, his mom was basically, he was very close to his mom. And I know y'all probably heard me say before, like, Ooh, I don't care for a mama's boy. This relationship right here is why I don't, I don't really particularly care for men that are very, very, very close to their mothers. And I'm not saying it's okay to be close to your mother, but like if your mother makes all of your decisions, I have a problem with that. I just do. And honestly, I won't proceed forward. And if that's, that's a me thing, that's just a me thing. I need to get past. I'm not there yet. I, I just, I cannot have somebody mama all up in my business. It's just not happening. But anyhow, he was very close to his mother. I mean, basically she dictated our relationship period. If his mama didn't agree, it wasn't happening. So his mother was like, you know, he wanted to propose to me. His mom was like, no, you can wait. You need to wait. It's too early. It's too soon. So he, he pulled back on the proposal. Like, no, I'm going to wait. So I was like, okay, we still got along. So finally, when we got old enough, you know, um, I got pregnant with my daughter again. And my dad at the time, my stepdad, he was just like, no, you're getting too old. You're on baby number two. You need your own place. So he started to really push me to move out. My mom didn't feel I was ready to move out. There was still some things she wanted me to learn. But my stepdad was like, nah, she got to go. So um, when I sat down to talk to him about it, he was like, you know, I want you to move on my side of the town, which was the west side of Cincinnati. I live like maybe further northwest. And he was like southwest. So it's probably like maybe 20, 25 minute difference. But for somebody just coming out of high school, that's, that's far away to be moving from your parents. 
and I didn't have a vehicle at that time either. I depended solely on him. But I trusted him and I did it. I just had a great deal of trust for him. Um, he was a good guy, stand-up guy, always helpful, very hardworking. He the type of he's still the same, same way to this day. Great person. And um, I trusted him. So we move on the other side of the town, we get our own place. He's working like maybe five to six days a week, 12 hour shifts just to take care of me and the the babies, the kids. And he was doing great. We were doing good. Um, but we did have issues. And we would have these arguments. And a lot of them I started because I didn't understand like what was going. I was real feisty. I can just tell y'all right now, at a younger age, I was real feisty. If I saw something wrong, we argued about it. And it was almost nitpicky. You know what I mean? So I do take full accountability for that. And I've since evolved from that. So I'm comfortable with talking about some of my ways. I was feisty. Everything was a fight. You know, and um, I remember one time, like, I was with my mom. <laughs> I saw him and his friends in the car. There was like a few cars up. And his friends were trying to holler at the girls in the car in front of them. And I seen it. I got out that car and I towned. I was trying to fight him. I was going to fight the girls in the car in front of them. It was crazy. So another thing that happened with us while we were together is that that's when he started drinking. He he already, you know, you know, you have your boys, you hang with your boys, you have a drink, like a drink here and there. But his drinking was becoming an issue. And it was to the point to where when he woke up in the morning, he had to have a drink, whether it was like a can of malt liquor or a shot of of liquor he had to have a drink and he would drink throughout the day like he would be drunk he would go to work drunk come home drunk go to sleep wake up and drink he was like drinking all day and mind you we're only like 19 years old like 20 we were young so um one day we had like a really bad argument um it got bad like i think what happened was we had decided that i was gonna go to work um because our initial deal was for me to go to nursing school and he was going to work and take care of us. And when I finished nursing school and started working as a nurse, he would start working. But one day he just decided like, okay, you're going to get a job. So I was like, okay, well take me job hunting and I'll do it. Well, one day, instead of taking me job hunting, he takes his friends job hunting. And I'm like, bro, you were supposed to take me. And that erupted in this huge argument. So we get into this fight. Mind you, we low on money at this time. Um, we needed some things. The baby needed diapers. He's not up for no money. And we, we, it was just a real rough time. And I'm looking up in the closet for something, and I pull out one of his suitcases, and it falls open. His mother was right there, and $200 fall out of the suitcase. So he was, like, saving money. But I was mad because my baby needed shit. So you saving money. She need milk and diapers. And, like, what the fuck? You ain't giving me nothing. Like, I had to figure out other ways. I had to ask my parents. Like, why am I asking my parents and you got money hidden in the closet? And that was my rationale. Well, his mother was like, why are you going through my son's stuff? So she goes home. They He worked with her at the same factory. They worked third shift together. So when she goes to work that night, she tells him, like, basically, like, you need to break up with her. You know, she's going through your stuff. This is enough. She's temperamental, but and there were probably all good reasons on why he he could he could have should have broke up with me. Shit, hell, I would have broke up with me then too. <laughs> I was hot headed, so he came home. 
the following morning he came home and he was like, he came home with a box. And I remember because I had fell asleep on the couch. And when I woke up, he was standing over me with a box and he was like, I can't do this. He put like a few items in a box, put his clothes in a bag. He was like, you can have the furniture. Bye. And left. I'm not thinking nothing of it. I was like, okay, he'll cool down and he come back because he always did. When I tried to call him, though, back then we didn't have cell phones. We had pagers and then you you can call somebody's house. So when I tried to page him, he didn't answer. And when I called his mama's house, because I knew he went to his mom's house, they blocked my phone number. And I didn't hear from him for three weeks. He just, he just, he just ghosted. He came in, said he couldn't do this, left. Mind you, I got his kid. I got a little baby by him. Blocked me for like three weeks. When I said I was emotional, I was crying, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. It was a mess. So three weeks later, I get a knock on the door. And mind you, I wouldn't, I was so bad, I was so depressed, I wouldn't even shower. I wouldn't even get out of bed. Like, I mean, I wasn't even getting off the couch. The couch was my spot. So about three weeks later, I get a knock on the door. Oh, and I quit nursing school. So three weeks later, I get a knock on the door, and it's him. He comes in, and he tells me, I'm here to get my daughter. He puts the baby in the car seat. Mind you, I'm arguing. I'm upset. I'm crying. He had a female in the car. This is just three weeks later. And he takes the baby. So I call my mom. And I'm like, mom, he just took my baby. My number's blocked. All this other stuff. And my mom, and I said, after this, he's not going to see her no more. I'm going to keep her away. And my mom, the advice my mom gave me, it just kind of stuck with me. And she was just like, no matter what you're going through with the father of your kid personally, she said, never keep him away from his child unless you feel like he will be harmful to your child. But if he's not doing anything harmful and you know that your child will be safe with him, don't use your own personal reasons to keep your ba that baby from him. But since it was too emotionally overwhelming, she decided to be the middleman. So she would say, come get the baby from me. The issue was, I lived like five minutes from where he was at his mom's house. My mom lived 25 minutes. So sometimes he would still just pop up to my house to pick the baby up. So it was still difficult. Another thing that was happening was that he never stopped sleeping with me. So even though he had this woman that he was dating and he basically, you know, broke up with me, he would unblock my number, sweet talk me for a day or two, come over, have sex with me, cuss me out and then block me again. And this was like a cycle that I kept allowing to happen, which didn't help me emotionally either. Well, one day shit hit the fan. I was at my mom's house. And I rode with my mom. She was getting ready to take me home. And I rode with my mom to pick my brother up from the movies. And he was like, yeah, I saw Brandon in there with his wife. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she was like, my brother was like, yeah, he's in there with his wife. He's married now. We had only been broke up for like months. It hadn't even been a full year yet. I said, wife? Oh, I lost it. I was going to beat him up and her up. So I got up. I go in a movie theater and I walk in and out of every row just looking like, where's where he at? Where he at? I was going to cut up in this movie theater. I couldn't find him. My, my, my mom let me get out the car, go in there. 
She's like, Jasmine, don't get out this car. I got out the car anyway. She parked the car and waited for me to go in there and show my ass to come outside. She was like, look, if you get arrested, I'll, I'll bond you out. That was her. Oh, gosh. I love my mama. That was her response. But peace and blessings be upon her. So I didn't see him. And I get in the car and I just lose it. I'm like crying to the point to where I'm shaking. It was just, I couldn't calm down. I was overwhelmed with emotion. I was like, you know what? If this is what pain feels like, I don't want to be here. So I asked my mom to take me over his house. My mom was like, why do you want to go over there? I lied. I was like, I got some stuff over there I need to get. I need to be done with this. So my mom, just being her, she takes me over there. You know, if I was my mom, I wouldn't have took me over there. I would have told me to go sit my ass down somewhere. But she took me over there against her better judgment. I went in there and I got into a fight with his brother. And I tried to kill myself right in front of his brother. So we ended up at the hospital. Um, as a matter of fact, um, me and his brother, we couldn't know, but me and his brother didn't speak for years, for years because of that. His brother would not talk to me. He could not stand me for years. And, you know, I understand. I scared him. I did. I scared him. He had never seen me like that. I was like a mad woman. I was probably thinking because I wasn't sharing, right? Because I was depressed. My hair was all over the place. And <laughs> I ended up in a hospital. So they put me on a psych unit and they put me on a hold. Usually they hold you for 72 hours, but I didn't stay the whole 72 hours. That left me time to be in my thoughts. When I was in the hospital, my mom called and said that he wanted to talk to me. He was going to come see me. Well, he didn't show up. He just, mom, and he left the baby with my mom. He was just like, I don't want no parts of this. You know, my wife over here stressing, you know, he had to attend to his wife or whatnot. So my mom came to the hospital to see me and then she bought the kids with her. So that night before I went to bed, a nurse came. And mind you, I stayed locked in my room the whole time because a lot of the women that were, that were there, they were there for like murder. They murdered their kids. One lady put her baby in a microwave. Another lady put her baby in a dryer. It was just, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, most of the women that I seen in there, they were in there for crimes that they committed with their kids. So um, a nurse came in my room and she looked at me and she was just like, I don't know her day to this day, but I attribute, I feel like it's funny because I kind of feel like the creator center. I feel like I met the lady by divine intervention because another thing that I noticed is that no one can recall her being there. Nobody. When I was like, can you tell the white lady that worked last night? They was like, your nurse on duty was black. Now, nobody remembers this lady. So she came into my room and she cussed me out. She was just like, also, you about to you about to kill yourself over a dude. She was like, who going to take care of your kids? I was like, my mama. She said, but your mama ain't had no kids. Your mama raised her kids. Why would you leave that type of burden on your mother? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She was like, I see in your paperwork that you was in nursing school. You wanted to be a nurse. I was like, I did. She said, so why are you quitting? And I was like, because I just don't have, I just told her. She went off on me. She was like, you only 20. And she was like, this is like a small snip. Well, I was 19. She's like, you're only 19. And she was like, this is a small snippet of what your life is to come. She was like, you ain't even lived yet. She was like, you don't know what's in your future. She was like, you don't belong here. Like, what the hell wrong with you? Like, she just, she went in on me. She even threw in a few bitches and motherfuckers. And she was, <laughs> she was just this white lady with soul. And she let me have it. 
she leaves the room. The next morning, the doctor comes in and he looks at me for a minute and he was like, I'm going to release you. And I was like, why? And he was like, you don't belong here. And I, he was like, I think you know you don't. He said, you were just extremely emotional at the time. And he was like, I'm going to send you to a psychologist to get some psychology and we're going to look into some antidepressants. So after I got out of the hospital, um, I did find out, I, I told you I found out that he married that woman. They were married. Um, I um, started seeing a psychologist and that's when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. It was and I ended up on antidepressants and I would have to go to see the psychologist once a week. And I went for months and it really helped at that time. But I think what happened was um, I had these abandonment issues. I had a history of depression. Um, I had the postpartum depression because I was extremely depressed after I had my daughter. And, you know, he would say it too, like you changed after you had her. You changed after you had her. You stopped taking care of yourself. You stopped eating. You were losing weight. Like, but he didn't know that I was depressed. And back then, we didn't even know what postpartum depression was. Postpartum depression, I didn't start hearing about that more until there was something big on the news where a lady had jumped with her two kids from a, a high-story building. And there was another woman that drove her van into the ocean with her kids. And that's when we started saying what postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis was. And there's a difference. I never thought to hurt my children. That was never a thought that crossed my mind. I, I just want to be clear with that. But I thought that the world would be much better if I wasn't present. I felt like I was a burden. I felt unattractive. I felt like there was no reason for me to live. I wasn't eating. So I was losing weight. My hair was thinning out. It was falling out. Um, I just... I was just lost. Um, so we stayed broke up. He did divorce that woman, but he ended up in another relationship. The good thing is I never intervened with his relationship with our daughter. And because of that, to this day, they have an amazing relationship. He's a great dad. Um, and a great grandfather too. Wonderful grandfather. We, we co-grandparent too. You know, we were just planning a baby shower with the other grandmother now. Um, so, you know, he's always remained active in my life and he's always been friendly, even when we had our moments when we didn't get along and stuff like that. He always remained active. Years later, after we broke up, I had, um, went through a very toxic relationship and that's how I gave birth to my, um, youngest son. That relationship was probably, um, probably the, one of the worst relationships I had. It was just toxic. It was a lot of fighting physically, emotionally. It was just a lot. Me and him broke up temporarily because again, he left and ended up with somebody else. And he ended up dating this woman that we met together at a party. I'll never forget. And he ended up with this woman for a few months. He left me for her. And the crazy thing is, is that I was hurt, but I wasn't as devastated. I was numb. So I think it was one of those situations to where I never really dealt with it. But during that time he was gone, me and B decided to give it a second chance. But it just didn't go well. And, you know, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't open up. 
I thought it's because I had missed the one that just left because my dumb ass went back to him. When I went back to him, that shit ain't even last a few months before, you know, we broke up and it was completely over after that. But um, I didn't realize that I was acting out because I never healed from it. And it was like to the point to where when he came in, he he was back to his old self working a lot. He um he's very much a provider. So like he will work, he will work to his knuckles are raw just to make sure that his family is taken care of. That's just the type of guy that he is. Even now, his health isn't the best. He's disabled and he's still getting up and going to work every day, all day, just to make sure he can take care of his children and grandchildren. He's just a good guy like that, but I wouldn't let him touch me. I couldn't open up to him. And finally, he was just like, this ain't going to work. And he was hurt. So like the tables had turned and I had hurt him. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't open up to him. And he used to cry to me. He's Pisces, emotional. Why will you not open up to me? Why won't you let me in? And at the time, I didn't understand why. But then I realized I never really dealt with the pain that I had from before. And we just decided just to, we'll, be, we'll make better friends and we broke up. And that was the end of that relationship. But it brought it to the forefront because, um, you know, I have felt betrayed, you know, by a friend in the recent past. And, you know, I've been, I felt betrayed by other people. And, but this time I took it a little bit harder than I was a little bit more hurt than I would usually be. And their birthdays are like a day apart. It's, it's, they have very similar qualities and now I never thought about it until my friend brought it up but they are very alike it's it's uncanny they just don't look nothing alike they're like polar opposites but their their responses the type of men that they are how they work and how they move is very um common I just think the only difference is is one energy is not as um it's not he's more non-committal in relationships when um with my um kid's dad uh my daughter's father you know he he tends to be more loyal and more faithful in relationships um but <clears throat> somewhat because i don't know when he met that girl but he did marry her three weeks later but over the years that i've known him whenever he had a girlfriend he had one girlfriend like if he was he would always kind of shoot his shot at me but if he was in relationship he wouldn't he would always, you know, that's where his attention would be. But that's just how he is. But anyhow, um, it made me think of, like, okay, where is the source of my um, abandonment? Where did it stem from? You know, and I was talking to my girlfriend, and she was like, you know, how was your relationship with your father? Did you have daddy issues? And I was like, well, my father died before I was born. You know, he died suddenly. And then my mom remarried my stepdad. And he was always there. And don't get me wrong. You can tell he favored his own kids, which I think is kind of natural. But he was there. I don't feel like I had a closeness to him, like a daddy-daughter type of relationship. But, you know, he did tell me that he loved me. And he did do things here and there. He just did more for his own biological children. And in our household, that was very obvious. Like, me and my brother, who are not his biological biological children were more likely to get in trouble for things that his children didn't get in trouble for so you can see the difference it was it was very clear but 
as far as directly mistreating me or hurting me or abandoning me or leaving no i've always been to this day my mom's been gone five years and I, he's still my dad he still spends time with my kids he still calls me to check on me that's my dad you know what i mean so i thought about something maybe my issue with abandonment is through my mother so when my father died my mother was pregnant with me and I don't think people understand the depth of what you go through when you're pregnant. But my mom was pregnant with me when my father passed away. And she took my father's passing very difficult. She was almost hospitalized. She almost lost me. Um, she had They had to like move her out of New York City and relocate her and get her in another environment just so that she can have me safely. Because emotionally, she could not have handled... So imagine her carrying me, exchanging fluids with me, exchanging energy with me, and I'm going through all of this grief with her. So I think, you know, energetically, it's not too far-fetched to say that I was born with every, born with, with every emotion that she went through. I came here with it, you know. So my healing started from the beginning which I have a feeling spiritually that it carried over from a past life. And that's why I carried through you. I think it carried over from a past life. I am keeping it so real. I think that it did. And it just intensified during that particular relationship. Because that relationship set the bar for how I moved with other relationships. Because I never dealt with it directly. And now that I'm aware of it, it kind of helps me to look at other people differently because the way I respond emotionally to feeling abandoned has nothing to do with the other people, but ever it has more to do with my emotional responses because I've felt abandoned before. So like, it was like a, to me, it was like a light bulb, like, bing, okay. Now you're in the right direction. And it's crazy that, you know, it happened this way. But the similarities are, are too uncanny. Like, my mom was pregnant with me when my father left suddenly. He passed away. I was, I had just literally given birth to my daughter. She probably wasn't even a month old when all this stuff happened, when he broke up with me and he left suddenly you know, and it just triggered all of those issues um, from over the years, you know what I mean? And it also, it, it triggered trust issues. And I think that, you know, you would think that it happened again after that. I really didn't respond. It's because I kind of, I kind of, I never really trusted anybody after that. It's like when I got into another other relationships in the back of my mind I just always knew that they would leave so when we broke up it just wasn't a surprise because it was always in the back of my mind like okay he don't leave but the last situation I trusted it I'm like oh he ain't going nowhere he's always gonna be in my life because I felt intuitively that this person would always be in my life I trusted it and that was the first time I trusted someone in, in 20 years and when it didn't happen it was no, it wasn't the same response, but it was still a very painful response. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm getting somewhere on this healing point. 
But I feel like I just had an epiphany. And I feel like because I've had this epiphany, um, I'm able to pinpoint where I need to look as far as where my abandonment issues and some of my attachment issues stem from. So my question for you is this. Have you ever been hurt in a relationship in the past? If so, if if you've if you've ever felt abandoned or neglected by someone, where is the source to that emotion? There has to be a source. And if there wasn't a source, I don't think that you would react to it. Like once you heal from something truly, you don't react to it no more. You just don't. You know what I mean? Like, to be able to sit here and speak to y'all comfortably about this relationship, I have never told the full story of this relationship. So to be able to talk about this comfortably without feeling any emotion tells me that I'm moving in the right direction towards healing. But where do some of your issues stem from? Because when you find the source to some of your issues, you realize even though another person or something outside of you may have caused that issue, the reason why it still affects you has everything to do with you. So that's all more of the important of being, that's, 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 that's the most important part of knowing the source. Because in order to truly heal something, you got to know where it came from or where it started. And that's why I have been in such deep reflection and in hermit mode because I've been trying to figure out what is the source of my abandonment? You know what I mean? What's the source of it? And I'm finally starting to think that I found it. I don't think, I think honestly, intuitively, of course, I think I, I um carried over past life residue. If you don't know what past life residue is and you're watching this on my YouTube channel, I got a whole YouTube video about past life residue. I think I carried this over from past lives, from a past life that I didn't quite get correct in other lives. But I think that relationship right there was the catalyst because I was so young. That was the catalyst that led me to that trickled down to all the issues that I have in other relationships. And I'm ready to heal that because when I do meet the person that I'm supposed to end up with, if that's what I'm here to do, I don't want to carry that type of energy with me. I, I would like to be free of that. And I would like a clean slate. Even if I do so end up with somebody from the past, I need to be healed from that stuff because I just think a clean slate needs to be had. For me, especially, you know, emotionally. And that's what my thought process is. So I hope this video helped. You know, I hope this is, this kind of gives you an idea or a map on where you need to look at within your own life and your own self to see, you know, what the source of your issues is or the source of your emotional responses. So you can start to heal those things so that when you start new projects or you meet new people or you get into new relationships or you start bonding with people you can you know have more healthy relationships and i'm 
already get into the source of my attachment issues, which definitely stems from childhood. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I decided to talk to y'all during my lunch break. I'm about to head back in and continue working. Um, it's a Tuesday. It feels like a Monday because I was off yesterday. Um, next time I'll share about my trip to Mississippi with my son, which was a great trip. But with that being said, don't forget self-love. I love you 11 times in the morning in the mirror. I love you 11 times at night. If you like me and you in hermit mode and you ain't swinging that thing, make good love to yourself. Look, I'm overdue for a good self-love making. Make good love to yourself. Give yourself a bath. Embrace yourself. Love yourself. Do things for yourself that you like. Take care of your skin because it's beautiful. Take care of your body. Nourish your body. Do whatever you got to do to pour love into yourself. Peace. <laughs>